Pero babati ko na muna po kayo ng magandang hapon. Welcome po sa Living Word Fellowship, our hybrid online live stream worship service. Uh, pagpatawad po ninyo yung mga glitches namin because we're all new here. And uh, we're, we'd like to thank you for coming over. And uh, if you're at home, uh, welcome po. At uh, we've entered your space virtually. So welcome po sa Living Word Fellowship um, online worship service. At ngayong pong hapong ito, just probably a few announcements while I'm connecting to the uh, internet here. Um, we have already started our donation drive for those affected by Typhoon Ulysses and Raleigh. So if you have good old clothes, please do uh, donate them. Uh, ensure that they are good, for instance, uh, t-shirts, blankets, uh, new towels, slippers, sleeping mats. Pero wag naman po yung mga mga gown ninyong ginamit dati, yung mga, o mga stiletto, o yung pong mga gamit na hindi nyo gagamitin, parang ipinapatapon nyo lang sa amin, uh, sapagkat yung po ay gagamitin ng ating mga kababayan. So, yung po yung inihiling po namin sa inyo. And we want to uh, request, lovingly request you that if you donate, please uh, sort them out for us because we could not entertain so many people uh, uh, to pack those things for us, so please sort them out. All right. Um, so another is that on your chairs, we have um, put there yung pong daily bread. If you're interested to get it, please get it. If not, then just leave it there. Yung pong ating uh, daily bread. Okay? So... Another is, uh, kung kayo po ay nagnanais uh, umatend ng ating pong worship service, ay mag-register po kayo sa ating pong Eventbrite link. Uh, we are very sorry that only those people who registered will be allowed to be in, sapagat yun po ang ating requirement. So, uh, if you are um, here and uh, hindi po kayo makapasok, we apologize for that, but you need to register po sa atin pong um, uh, Eventbrite link. So you have to register every time you will go to church. So maliwanag po, ah, so magre-register po kayo every time kayo po ay mag uh, pupunta sa church. No po? Alright. Uh, sandali po, bigyan niyo ako ng kampaunting panahon na ayusin itong mga entanglement ko sa buhay. Yan po ang uh, ano ng live eh. Okay. Alright, I think I'm ready to go. Um, so, by the way, uh, before I forgot, pwede rin po kayong palang mag-donate dito po sa ating uh, donation drive for typhoon victims in cash. So you just use our UAN number. Uh, yung pong S97SS0003 and on the remarks section please write there type nyo po typhoon so that we know that that's for typhoon victims dun po pag kayo ay gumamit ng pay now so those are our announcement for today and I think uh, I'm done with those announcements and I'm ready to go um, 
All right, I'll be showing you this picture, this FB meme that I found on the internet. So, here. Christmas 2020. I saw this on FB. It was hilarious. It was that if nativity will happen today, it would be like this. The wise men would have to line up and their temperatures would have to be taken and be checked and they need to show that they have registered using the Trace Together app or at least they have been scanned. And it's indeed away from the old normal. At crowding na sila kasi more than five siguro sila so definitely only five will be allowed to be in. You know my dear brothers and sisters, inevitably COVID-19 halted our plans, intruded into our lives, disturbed our business as usual mode, and in a larger scale rocked the foundation of our society. Many lives have perished, millions have been infected, around 5 million uh, people have been infected by COVID-19, economies stopped and impeded, many persons or people perhaps you know or someone died because of COVID-19 or probably has been infected by it. Or perhaps during this time, this pandemic, your life has dramatically changed. But during this pandemic, there's a loss of a loved one or you've been retrenched from your job or you've been diagnosed with a disease or there's a financial loss. The list goes on. So the question is, how can we go back to normal? Is there going back to normal? How can we start now? How can we finish well? How can we end up well? Because today, we will be concluding our 2020 theme. And our 2020 theme, if you have seen that on your uh, screen right now, we've, we've known this, starting right and finishing well. With this COVID-19 in our midst, how can we start right? Or perhaps how can we end well? And we're all confronted by this truth. Not all will start right. Some will start right and end up badly. Some will start badly, but somehow will finish well. We've started 2020 somehow right, but I don't think 2020 will end up so well as much as we expected it to be. All of us are yearning to go back to our old way of life. We wanted to go back to the old normal. The old normal where wearing a mask is not mandatory, where scanning a QR code or yung token is not a norm and social distancing is not required. Especially so we're only allowed to gather in groups of five. But 2020 reintroduced or introduced new terms. Ito yung mga new terms that were introduced to us in 2020. For instance, social distancing, groups of five, phase one, two, and three. Lockdown, but Singapore is very creative. We have circuit breaker. Whoever thought of that, I would like to congratulate him or her because for me, 
We're not in a lockdown. We're just on a circuit breaker. That's psychologically reassuring, I would say. But anyway, here's the score. We may no longer go back to the old normal. This might be discouraging to many of you. Baka sabihin nyo, prophet of doom talaga ako. Every time tumatayo ako dito, lagi ko kayong dinidiscourage. This might be discouraging that we will no longer go back to the old normal, but these practices, these protocols, that what we're doing right now, might be our new reality. You know, after 9-11, you know, when the two Twin Towers in, in New York was, was attacked, it's no longer the same. You know, in the airport protocol, it's no longer the same. The old normal is gone, the new normal has come, and we did not go back to the old normal. There are many instances in our lives where we should not go back to the old normal. So our sermon today, I have entitled, No More Old Normal. And of course, the basis of our sermon today, we can find in our theme verse, Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. And I will invite you to read with me uh, from the English Standard Version, Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. May I request the congregation to please stand. But you will not read with me, but you will just stand and read with your eyes as a sign of our reverence to God. We will be reading Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. Let us read these verses. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. May the Lord be worshipped and praised by the reading of his word. Let us come to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for today that you have gathered us wherever we are, for those who are at home and those who joined us here in church. Lord, we pray that you will be with us, illumine our hearts, Open our souls, Lord God, so that we may be receptive of your word. Be with your people today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's all be seated. This morning, we will be exploring two questions. Along with our text, we will be exploring these two questions. And we will attempt to answer them. And I want you to answer these questions squarely and honestly. As we explore this question, I would attempt to encourage you that there ought to be no more going back to the old normal. Wag nang balikan ang old normal. There should be, there should not be any old normal anymore. So we will be exploring these two questions in our short, with our short time together and answering these two queries. Have we started right? Have we finished well? So I'll be asking, how's your, race, how, how's your race going? And what is our finish line? What is our goal? So these are the two questions that we will be exploring. 
How is your life's race going? Kamusta po kayo mga kapatid? Kamusta na mga best? How are you? How's your race, your journey going? So we would answer, attempt to answer this question. And the second question that we will be answering this afternoon is this, what is your goal? And after we've answered this question, I hope that we will be encouraged not to return anymore to the old normal. So without much further ado, let's answer the first question. The first question is, how is your race going? In our text, in our text, we find that it's actually about a race that the writer of Hebrews is trying to tell us. So appropriately, I should ask this. How's your life's journey so far? Kamusta po ang inyong mga buhay? Meron po akong nabasang isang libro way back in college. The book, it's not a Christian book, so don't find it in the, in the bookstore. The book is entitled Illusions by Richard Bach. It is, of course, it's full of philosophical and moral musings of the author, but I've read there this thought. Ang sabi ni Richard Bach, doon sa kanyang libro na Illusions, ang sabi niya, the simplest questions are the hardest to answer. For example, who are you? How are you doing? What's your name? Similarly, if I will ask you, where are you going? How is your race going? Simpleng tanong, pero mahirap sagutin. Because this question would require perhaps a day to answer. Pagkiliwento nyo sa akin ng inyong mga buhay. But let us quickly go back to the text. Before we answer this question, or as we answer this question, let us look into the text. The first line there actually says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses. Our text read this because actually chapter 12 is already a conclusion of chapter 11. Kaya nga merong therefore. Hindi naman nagsisimula yung premise mo ng therefore, di ba? So actually, chapter 12 is already a conclusion of chapter 11. And chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews are the witnesses as what we call, or we fondly call them, the heroes of faith, narrated in chapter 11. But, if we will examine their lives one by one, pag binuksan nyo yung inyong Bible sa Hebrews, in chapter 11, there are so many people listed there. But if we will examine their lives one by one, their journey, yung race of their lives, it will appear to us that they are not perfect. So, after all, they're not so heroes in the faith. Let us look, for instance, Jacob. He didn't start well. Would you agree with me? He, his journey wasn't perfect either. He lied, he schemed, he struggled against God. Diba dinaya niya kapatid niya? From the very beginning, he was like that. He didn't start well, but somehow perhaps he finished well. Moses, for instance, battled with self-esteem. He stuttered a lot, and that's why he has to have a spokesperson. He cowardly escaped out of Egypt. Diba, nakapatay siya 
tumakas siya out of Egypt. Of course, he was able to lead the people of Israel in the wilderness, but he got angry along the way, but he never entered the promised land. Ito yung mga heroes of faith, doon sa chapter 11. Arguably, for instance, Samson did not finish well either. He died together with the Philistines, as you know, while he was being mocked, stripped of all his power and strength, until last minute, God restored him and allowed him to defeat the Philistines, but it cost him his very life. So I will not go one by one on the character analysis of each of these people. Clearly, many of them did not start well, and some perhaps did not also finish well, if you ask me. But in chapter 11, the writer of the book of Hebrews narrated their achievements. Clearly, all of them are not perfect, but there is one common characteristic of these people. These people who did not have stellar reputation. One is a prostitute. One is an adulterous king. One doubted God. Sabi niya, hindi siya makakaanak. Hindi ba? And so, there's a common to all of these people that we find in chapter 11. All of them have persevering, unwavering faith. This faith made them endure and made them persevere. So we would notice that this element of faith, kung inyong panampaltaya ay totoo, it would have endurance, it would have perseverance, you would have long-suffering, tenacity, pakicheck na lang sa dictionary, persistence. Naturally, if you have faith, you will keep enduring until the end. You will continue to persevere. Kakapit kayo, lalaban kayo, kung kayo ay may pananampalataya. But, I think here's the invitation. While the writer of the book of Hebrews narrated to us yung kanilang mga achievements, I think side by side to it or implicit to it is this. The writer of the Hebrews is inviting us not only to look at the success of these he- heroes of faith, natin, but I think the writer is trying to tell us also and inviting us also to look at their weaknesses, their humanity to look into the life story of each of these people and realize that they're also human beings like you and me. Na parang sinasabi nila, kung nagawa nila na mag-endure sa biyaya at ng Panginoon, kakayanin nyo din. Kaya nga, here, the writer of the book of Hebrews is inviting us not only to the achievements, parang pag binasa ninyo, you will probably be thinking that I could not do that anymore. Eh, sino ba yan? Si Sarah yan, si Jacob yan, si Samson, and all of those people here, or Abraham or Isaac. Anong panama ko doon? What's my chance? I think the writer is inviting us to look at their humanity, to look who they are. They've sinned. 
They fail. They have frailties. They have weaknesses. They have experienced the drama, the comedy, and the tragedy of life. Look at these people, ordinary human beings like you and me, who struggled in the pains of life, who feared for their security, who doubted God, one who had a questionable background, who became angry. Simply, these people are like you and me, and they are our witnesses. You know, I like the word here, witnesses. There are two things that we can find in the verse. Witnesses could be spectators. Nanonood. Sabi dun sa verse, Therefore, since they are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, it appears to us that they are just spectators. But, I think, and I would like to offer this to you, I think witnesses here would not just be spectators. I think witnesses here would be someone who testify the truthfulness of an account or attest to the truth of something. Etong sinam, Moses, Isaac, Jacob, na normal na mga taong kagaya nyo at kagaya ko, na nagkakasala, nagkakamali, nahihirapan, gusto na rin sumuko sa buhay, like you and me, what have they witnessed? Sabi ng Bible, they are witnesses. They're not just spectators. They attest to, to the truthfulness of something or account or attest or account to the uh, veracity of something. Ano yung kanilang witness? As they run through the course of life, they have witnessed in their journeys God. They have witnessed how is it to be under the present, the providence, protection, discipline, love, mercy, grace of God. Lahat sila witness doon sa presence, providence, protection, love, mercy, grace of God. If they are the witnesses, they will now say, yeah, we've witnessed it. We've experienced how is it to journey with God. You can also do that. If we will just focus this on our screen here, we could find that these witnesses that we have, ito pong mga witnesses natin dito, these witnesses tell us that it is possible not to be afraid. It is possible not to be discouraged. There will be bad news. There will be famines. There will be hardship. There will be financial loss. There will be death in your life. There will be betrayal. All sorts of things will happen in your life. But this great cloud of witnesses are telling us to endure. And particularly because our life is hard and difficult. Sino po nagsabi sa inyong ang buhay ninyo ay rosy? Na kayo ay masaganang masagana sa inyong mga buhay? Meron po ba? These witnesses, the heroes of faith, the hall of faith here, these witnesses have experienced the entanglement with sin. David sinned, am I right? But out of that, he experienced God. Moses got angry, but he experienced God. They experienced what it means to be a human being journeying with God. And so, the next 
line of that verse is giving us this. There's a call of the writer of the Hebrew that tells us to set aside every weight and sin. Every weight and every sin. Now, let us define set aside. Ang sabi ng book, since that you have witnesses who've experienced the presence, the glory, the majesty, the protection divine, and the love and mercy of God, here's my call to you. Ang sabi ng writer, set aside. Set aside would mean give up, give it up, or leave behind. Ano yung leave behind? Wait. To set aside every weight. I'll just focus on this for a, for a moment. What are the weights that keep dragging you down? Ano yung mga pabigat sa buhay? Sabi sa Frozen, let it go. Are you in a bad relationship? A weight that keeps you down? Are you with toxic people that making you feel worthless? Set them aside. Let them go. Bakit kayo sasama na sa mga taong wala namang ginawa kung di ubusin ang lakas ninyo? Sama kayo ng sama, wala namang ginawa kung di lait-laitin kayo, lay-layuan ninyo. You know, to set aside every weight and every sin is actually a practical admonition. Napaka-practical ng author ng Book of Hebrews. You know why? Because the call to give up to set aside or to leave behind every weight is a call to freedom and liberty. Mapalaya kayo sa mga kabigatan ninyo sa buhay for you to be free from the weight that keeps on dragging you down. Ang mahirap ito, hindi naman lahat ng weight natin, not all of the weight that we have in this world can be given up or be left behind. Do you agree? Bakit? Sapagat minsan ang ating kabigatan, the weight that we have, are actually people. Ang inyong mga pariwarang anak at inyong mga taksil na asawa. Ang inyong mga kabigatan sa buhay. Paano mo let go yun? So wala akong sinasabi sa'yo, let go nyo yun, ha? So that's why, dun kayo sa pangalawa, Endure. Gusto kong kausapin. Anyway, FB Live ito, di ba? Iparinig ito. Kakausapin ko yung... Anyway, may pagkakataon ako. Kakausapin ko itong mga anak ninyo. Sapagkat since nakabigatan nyo sila sa buhay, let me talk to them. Alam nyo mga anak, yung mga nanay ninyong naririto, they were here and they went here because they wanted to exchange a bright future for you. Wag niyo naman sana silang sisihin na kasi wala ka dito, you left us, da-da-da-da-da, oh, we need you, da-da-da-da-da. Your parents have left you because they have noble cause and reasons of leaving you behind. Wag naman sana po kayo maging pabigat masyado. Kung gusto ninyo mga anak bumalik ang nanay ninyo from Singapore to the Philippines, magtapos kayo ng pag-aaral. Hindi yung 15 years, high school pa rin kayo. Tapos isisihin nyo magulang ninyo. Tama ba yon mga anak? O, ayun. Tandaan ninyo, sa bawat 
perang pinapadala sa inyo ng mga magulang ninyo, ng nanay ninyo, ilang beses siyang piniling huwag kumain para maipadala sa inyo. I'm quoting anak. And sometimes, yun ang ating mga common problema dito. Hindi ba? Mga anak, your parents here, your moms here, are not doing a grand time. Ngayon, kung nakikita niyo naman sila, sorry, I'll be taking much of a, a bit of time. Terderechain ko na. Since naka-FB live naman eh. Ngayon, kung nakikita naman ninyo na nagpapapicture yung mga nanay at tatay ninyo o tatay ninyo na kumakain sila dito sa church or they having a great time, please allow them. That's the only time of the week that they will be smiling and probably laughing or having a time for themselves. Because Monday to Saturday, they're working. Saan sila magpapapicture? Habang inugasan nila yung mga behind ng mga bata? Or habang nagkukuskus sila ng labada? Come on, mga anak. Minsan kayo pabigat eh. Huwag kayo magsay sa high school ng 15 years. Gusto nyo umuyamang nanay na tatay ninyo, magtapos kayo. Tulungan ninyo sila. Nasabi ko na, para sa inyo. Mga anak, yeah. alam ko nakaka-relate kayo eh. Mga taksil na asawa. Huwag ninyong sabihin sa akin, my nights are cold, magkumot ka. These are practical suggestions of the author. Set aside. Leave them behind. Huwag niyo sabihin kayo kinakate. May kaladrill. Minsan kayo ang pabigat. Magtulungan naman para makauwi na rin sila. Patay ako nito ngayon kasi maubos yung membro namin. Kayo naman ang babanatan ko ngayon. Nandito na kayo eh. So... Mga nanay, ate, kuya, I want you to serve your employers excellently, dutifully. But let me just tell this to you, frankly, even though this would mean that perhaps after five years, six years, tatlo na lang kami na ni Tata Eva nagtitinginan dito sa, uh, wala nang natira. You have to go home when it's time for you to go home. You only made a trade-off. Do not Leave your family behind. They need you. Set aside that weight. If you have to, go home. Pag natapos na, sabihin niyo sa mga anak niyo, apat taon ka lang sa kolehiyo. Pag naglimang taon ka, bahala ka na sa buhay mo. <laughs> Leave them behind. Wait. And sin. Ang ganda ng pagkakadescribe. Sin that clings so closely to us. The writer of the Hebrew is cognizant of the fact that sin will also cling so closely to us. It will stay there. So there is a practical admonition for us to struggle with it. Do not give up. This is part of the journey of a Christian. You will struggle with sin. Hindi pag naging kristyano kayo, automatic. Banal na kayo. Saan yun sa Bible? You will struggle with sin. And you have to struggle with sin. This is part of the journey. Don't give up. There are witnesses who will tell you, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And therefore, 
this admonition in the next verse in 12.1. He said, run with endurance. This admonition can now be true. The race that was set before us, it is possible to run this race. It is possible to set aside the weight. It is possible to set aside our sin or to give it up or to surrender them or to be victorious with our sin because someone can testify to you they have done it through the grace, the grace, the providence, the mercy of God. You can too, by the power of the Holy Spirit, can do, set aside that weight and give up your sin. The call is to run. Never give up. Wag susuko, mga bes. Now going back, just to this cloud of witnesses, we can see that these people I've mentioned have one thing in common, and they have journeyed with God. And this is what they have experienced. They have experienced life in full. The life in full that was promised in Jesus in John 10.10. 10. And sabi ng John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full or in other translation, have it abundantly. Do you agree with me with that? Amen? All of us wanted a life in full. And these witnesses, these people, have experienced a life in full. Ito ang ating problema sa life in full. We always define life in full as security, safety, prosperity. For us, life in full only means security, safety, prosperity. This is how we always define it. But this definition, life in full in security, safety, and prosperity, is not the life in full Jesus is inviting us. I would like just to get the quote from Alan Hirsch and Mark Nelson from their book, Reformation. And let us just read that quickly. It says there, the safe and secure and prosperous life is not the life followers of Jesus have been given and are called to participate. The overwhelming testimony of the Bible is that the people who come into contact with God, these heroes of faith have come in contact with God, they will be swept up with a whirlwind of action, excitement and adventure, as well as the pain, struggle, and suffering that is inevitably part of what it means to follow Jesus. Life in full, my dear brothers and sisters, is not and will never be prosperity, security, or safety. That is not the life in full that Jesus is calling us to have. This is what it means to have life in full. The pain, the struggle, the suffering, but journeying with God. Ayaw niyo na maging kristyano? In fact, when you look at John 10.10, 10, what Jesus is actually saying here, being as a background, yung good shepherd, is actually also saying the reality of a thief. That there will be a thief who will come to steal, kill, and destroy. Is Jesus saying you're all safe? No, you're not. Because if we define 
life in full as prosperity, security, and safety, our Christian witness will miserably fail. Why? Because Jesus himself was put to danger. Jesus himself was betrayed by his friends. So nasan ang safety, security, and prosperity? What God promises is that you will go under the fire. You will go and walk through the storm, but I will be with you. You will journey with me. You will be swept. When you come in contact with Jesus, you will be put into a whirlwind of action, excitement, adventure, as well as the pain, the struggle, the suffering that is inevitably part of what it means to follow Jesus. So life to the full involves both death and life, both crucifixion and resurrection. Di ba naranasan din Jesus? What it means to die? But he experienced also resurrection. This is life in full. So I will return to this question. How is our race going? Now that we have defined life in full. How is your life going? You should say this. I have an adventurous journey raised with God in a life that is full. Security, prosperity, safety? Hindi. But Jesus is inviting me to be there, journey with Him in struggle, in pain, in misery. Kaya nga ang sabi, don't give up. God will be with you. Run the race with endurance because God will be with you in a life that is full. Now let's explore this second question. And this will be very easy. What is your goal? You will discover later that I should have framed this question differently. I should have framed this because when we go back to the text, and if we just fo- focus on this text, it says there, looking unto Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. So it goes without saying that the goal here is none other than Jesus. Jesus is the goal. In fact, I deliberately left out the question, what is your goal? Because I should have asked, actually, who is your goal? The definition of our race, my dear brothers and sisters, is not safety, security, or prosperity. Never. Of course, God will bless us. Who? Sino bang hindi gusto ma-bless ng Diyos? Of course, we will experience that too in our adventure, in our journey. But it's not the defining moment of our Christianity. The definition of our race is to be Christ-like. And the finish line is Jesus. This is about Jesus, not about yourself. Yan ang problema sa ating theology. The theology of self-centeredness. This is about Jesus being exemplified, manifested in our lives. But for you skeptics out there, you would say, so uh, everything about Jesus, nothing about me. Yes, nothing about you. This is a wrong perception of our theology of Christianity. In our youth spill sesh, someone asked along these lines, 
not really the exact question, but they asked this during the youth spill session. They said, why is it for all for the glory of Christ? Because we always see that when Christ seeks for his glory, it's a self-adulating, self-glorifying, parang selfish glory. But this is what I am telling you now. And I'll be asking you this question, and I want you to answer this question. I will not insult your spiritual intelligence by answering this for your spiritual maturity. But I want you to answer this question in your heart. Why is Christ's glory good news to you? Bakit mabuting balita sa inyo o para sa inyo mga mananampalataya ni Yeso Cristo na si Jesus ay madakila, makita sa inyong buhay? Bakit siya mabuting balita sa inyo? Why is it good news? Why is Christ's glory, exaltation, good news to me? If we truly understand the work of Christ, if we truly belong to Jesus, the glory of Christ, His humanity, should be good news to us. If our goal is Jesus, and this God, man, will be glorified and exalted, and I am one with him, and he is the source of eternal joy and wonder, and I am part of him, I am partaker of his nature, what does that mean to me? Why is it good news to me that Jesus will be glorified? If I belong to Jesus, why is it good news to me that all the glory of this world all the praise of the earth should belong to Jesus. Why is it good news to you? And why it should be good news to you and me? Sagutin po ninyo yung tanong na yun. Why is it good news to me that he overcome the grave, he triumphed over sin, and seated at the right hand of God in the last verse? Why is that good news to you? Why is it good news to you that Jesus became a human being, suffered on the cross? The cross, the emblem of suffering and shame, diba? Why is it good news to you? Why is it good news to us that Jesus will be eternally glorified and worshipped? Why is it good news to you, people like me who are doubting, wondering, sinful, searching, persevering, about to give up person? Why is it good news to you that Christ will be glorified? Bakit siya mabuting balita sa inyo? Meron na kayong sagot? Sagutin po ninyo yun sa inyong mga puso. And let us focus, and sabi ng Bible, let us look unto Jesus. And I would just like to quote N.T. Wright in his book, Simply Jesus. He said, If you want to know who God is, look at Jesus. If you want to know what it means to be human, look at Jesus. If you want to know what love is, look at Jesus. If you want to know what grief is, look at Jesus. And go on until you are not just a spectator, but you're actually part of the drama which has him as the central character. Looking unto Jesus. If you want to know how it means to walk with God, to have a journey with God, and to walk and to know where you're going to, look unto Jesus. Huwag kayong kung saan-saan tumitingin, kaya tayo nahihirapan eh. Kung saan-saan tayo tumitingin. And of course, the drama here is not the drama that we understand. Huh? Drama means the play of life. Yung drama sa radyo. He is the character of this story. Why? Why 
we have to look unto Jesus and endure and persevere and run the race of life. Why do we have to look on our goal? On our goal? Why? Because Jesus is inviting us to a life that is full. He's inviting us to endure because there's a reason to endure. Ano ang reason to endure? For the joy that was set before him. It was joy. Laban lang mga best sapagkat mayroong joy, may ligaya na naghihintay sa atin. There is joy in God, there is joy in Jesus. For the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Jesus was able to endure the cross because of the joy that was set before him. You would be able to withstand all the pain and the struggle of this world because there's a joy that was set before you. I want us to focus on that joy. I want us to look at that uh, scenario. What is joy? Now, this joy, my dear brothers and sisters, is founded, established, perfected, and realized only through and with Jesus Christ. Yung joy, hindi pwedeng separate kay Jesus. You can endure the pains of life because there is joy. And so, we will be answering the last question. Who is your goal? Now, I reframe the question. Who is your goal? My journey is to be Christ-like. My goal is Jesus, an eternity of joy with Him. That is our goal. Our journey should be to be Christ-like. And our goal should be Jesus because there is joy with Him. So we've answered these two questions. I'll be tying up and I'll be ending. Why there should be no more old normal? Why this no longer old normal? Because the life that you have once lived, the wailing, the bitterness, the weak, the unenduring life, yung mga, mga taong gusto sumuko, that is the old normal. But Jesus is inviting us to the new normal, to journey with Him, to come and taste a life in full with Him. Now that we have defined what it means to have a life in full. There is no more old normal, but a new normal that is ready and set for us to run this race of life. No more the lax, sitting pretty Christian, bench warmer Christian, no more. That's the old normal. No more the old Christian who will just let them go, madaling sumuko, easily giving up. No more. That's the old normal. The person is about to give up no more. The new normal is a person, a Christian, who is willing to endure for the joy that was set before him, is willing to endure, is willing to persevere, is willing to fight the fight of faith. A Christian who encountered Jesus will be called to a life in full. And when, uh, we've mentioned a while ago, as I've quoted, if we have encountered Jesus, we will be swept into action, adventure, ready to carry your cross, ready to follow Jesus. Handa ba kayong sumunod kay Jesus? Oh, man, nag-amen kayo. Hindi kayo sa akin nag-amen, ha? 
And when Jesus called us, he said, carry your cross and follow me. This is a call to endure, a call to persevere, a call to act, a call to go on, a call to push forward. Leave all things behind. Set aside the weight of your sin and the weight of whatever it is that drags you down. So the challenge is this. Set aside those things. Run the race and look unto Jesus. And I will end here. As a personal testimony, alam niyo, I realized that I wasn't very, very strong a person. Alam niyo, if you will, I will give you my testimony. My life is a very straight-placed life. So one time na nagkukentuhan yung aming care group about the experience that they had, one jumped from a building because he's escaping a fraternity brawl, one experienced being a promodizer and a janitor and a construction worker, one experienced abuse, one parang isip ko, nasaan ako ng mga panahon na yun? And I've realized because I did not experience so many things in life, I wasn't very, very strong. I cannot trivialize what you're going, to, going through. It would be an imposter of me to tell you that, ah, I know what you're feeling. But there is someone who understands what you feel. He became a human being so that he would be able to understand who and what you're going through. And his name is Jesus. This call is to run the race of life. Do not give up. Tatanayin ko kayo, are you about to give up your marriage? Are you about to give up an aspiration or a dream in life? Are you about to give up to your children who are wayward? Gusto nyo nang sukuan yung mga anak ninyo, mga pasaway. Are you about to give up with your disease? Are you about to give up to your endeavors? Are you about to give up struggling with sin? Are you about to say, I won't run the race anymore. I want to give up. Here's the admonition of this scripture. If you're about to give up faith, cheer up, endure, persevere. I hope I can have this as a one-liner, pero I don't think pwede kong gawing one-liner. Gagawin ko sanang one-liner eh, laban lang mga bes. Kasama niyo si Jesus. Si Jesus ang finish line. Siya ang pinagmumula ng ating pananampalataya. Siya ang sumakdal ng ating pananampalataya. Siya ang ating sandigan. Kung gusto ninyong sumuko na, tignan ninyo si Jesus. Siya ang nangako sa atin, magsiparito kayo sa akin kayong lahat na napapagal at nabibigatan kayo ay aking pagpapahingahin. That is the promise of Jesus. May kaligayahang ipinangako sa atin mga kapatid. There's a joy that was set before us. Look to that. Look forward to that. May buhay na walang hanggan. Huwag susuko, huwag bibigay. Run the race. Run with endurance. Lumaban. Do not give up. Fight and endure. There is joy waiting for us. And with this, may we encourage one another with these words to fight the fight of faith. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that you've gathered us today. 
Salamat po, Panginoon, dahil you've just given us this truth that you have called us to a life in full with you. And that is not just security, prosperity, or safety, but Lord, an adventure to journey with you in faith. You are our goal. You are our finish line. And so, Father, today, be with your people. I don't know what they're going through. Perhaps they really wanted to give up on life. They wanted to give up a wayward child. They wanted to give up on what they're going through. Hindi ko po alam, Panginoon. But now, today, Father, I pray that you will be with them. You will comfort them. And you will always give them the grace that they needed as they go on through this life. Give us the strength to endure, to persevere, to run this run and this life of faith, Father. Palakasin niyo po ang aking mga kapatid sa panahon na nais na po nilang bumigay. Sa panahon na nais po nilang masabihin na, Lord, I cannot do this anymore. I could not continue anymore. This is so much. I wanted to give up my marriage. I wanted to give up my children. I wanted to give up my disease. I wanted to give up everything, my aspirations in life. All of these things, Lord, maaring gusto na sabihin, it's enough for me. But Lord, give them the courage, the strength to run with endurance. And to always encourage them that there is joy set before them. Be with your people today, I pray. And may you bless them wherever they are. And we know that you will give us the strength because we can do all things through our Lord Jesus Christ who strengthens us. We ask this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the founder and the perfecter of our faith. Amen and amen. Let us receive God's benediction. Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with every good that you may do his will, working in us that is which pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. We ask this in the name of our great triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Go in peace, my dear brothers and sisters, and never give up. Thank you very much for joining us today in this church. And by the way, before you go, just leave, uh, because we will have a very quick survey. Just leave wherever you are. If you enjoy peace and love room, just stay we will have a quick survey. So, uh, but, but for those of you who are at home, thank you for joining us today. And please stay tuned again next week, same uh, online platform in our YouTube and Facebook channel. And as we run the race of life that is before us, remember that we should keep loving God and loving His people. God bless you, everyone. See you next week.